Welcome to Beyond the Field Podcast, your weekly dose of finance, property, and epic people doing epic things powered by the team at Money Empire. Get informed and entertained with the coolest cats in the business. Welcome back to the Beyond the Field Podcast. I'm Issa Nasiwa, and I'm here today with the legendary Goran Longcar, uh, ex radio DJ. And He's lying. we have Ahmed Alapta, managing director of the super slick and stupendous boutique cinema, Silky Otter. Welcome today, mate. Kia ora, thank you. First off, I'm just going to throw you straight to Goran, and uh, he's going to chuck some quickfire questions at you. Quickfire quick fire questions for you, mate. Um, tell me, dream car. If you had anything you could have, what kind of car would it be, mate? Uh, dream car, quickfire question. Right now, I'm going for the range. Okay. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, okay. Nice blacked out range okay. and some nice big 22s. Cool. Yep. I love it. Fantastic. Um, second one. Um, tell us, if you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would that be? Fried chicken. That's an easy oh, one. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. That's okay. awesome. Okay, sweet. That easy was one. an easy one. An easy one. <laughs> Favorite holiday destination anywhere in the world? Holiday destination? Yeah. I'm hitting the Maldives. That's where I'm going okay, next. Okay, nice. Yeah. Very, yeah. Good. Yeah. very good. Very good. Very good. Nice. I guess for all the listeners, before we uh, dive into uh, Silky Otter Cinemas, um, can you just give us a background about where you grew up, what school you went to, and your upbringing? Too easy, too easy. Um, originally from Iraq, actually. Moved here back in 95 when I was uh, a wee one, five years old. Um, went out uh, East Auckland, grew up. Um, so I was in Elm Park Primary, Farm Cove Intermediate, and then Pakaranga College. Cool. Um, so I was an Eastie. I still remain an Eastie. Yep. Um, me and my wife bought a house out there, and we're like, we just know the neighborhood. We love it. We're just sticking around. <laughs> nice. Cool. Um, so that was the, the upbringing. Um, family here? Yep, yep. yep. Uh, my sister and the kids are here, mum and dad. My brother's over in Dubai at the moment, and I've got aunties and uncles all over the world. What did you think of Pakarang College? It was dope. That's where yeah. I've got lifelong friends. Yeah. Um, we still connect. Uh, that's where I kind of became who I am, In, I guess. Any rivalries with, like, McLean's? Of course. If you're familiar with East, I don't know who was out East, but if you're yep. familiar with East, that was that was the whole gig. Gorris, you Gorris, Gorris, I'm, out, I'm not that far East. Okay. I'm like Central East, like around <laughs> Ellerslie, Mount Wellington. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess uh, for all the listeners, first of all, uh, explain what Silky Otter Cinemas is. Fantastic. So Silky Otter Cinemas is, you know, we refer to it as the next generation of theatrical entertainment. It's kind of taking the entertainment concept of what the multiplex era was you know big screen big coke big popcorn and then transforming to what the you the customers are actually interested in in this environment which is more boutique more personal more intimate customer experience i still want to watch movies i still want to have that night out experience but i want to have it in a kind of comfortable environment that's what the premise is that's what we're trying to deliver is it, is it a dying breed cinemas these days is it, I mean look you're seeing a lot of movies and series go straight to digital straight away for the subscriptions they Godin's pay going in deep I, <laughs> I love it I just um, the question. only reason why I obviously do a lot of reading and yep. social media and there's a lot of talk around how everything's just going digital yep. I think someone like like um, Silky Otter and the likes of Rialto and Ludo yep. um, are still there to please a certain type of crowd. Can you just elaborate a little bit more Absolutely. on what's happening out there in terms Absolutely. of the cinema world and, and just so sort of screen in general? I've, I've been in the industry for quite some time now. Like started off as a young buck making popcorn and cleaning cinemas. Yep. And since then and even before my time, cinema's been dying every year for the last 30, 40 years. Mm. Stop. What is the first movie you ever saw in a cinema? And then I'll tell you mine. And then I'll tell you mine. Titanic. 
Oh, okay. that's the first memorable one. I may have okay. seen some other ones, okay. but the first memorable one. I think Mark Titanic in '99. Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> with Freddy Krueger <laughs> with the Krug. old red and blue yeah. glasses, mate. Back in Verbovsko. 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 Jeepers! And this will show my maturity or age, as I like to call it. At last of the Mohicans. Oh, love it! I've Gangster. watched that not long top, ago. Top three movies I've of all time. Epic. Love it. Yeah. So oh, I'm glad. I'm glad with some film buffs. No, this good, is good. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So you know, when when uh, TV was invented, the big screen was dead. When VHS, you remember the VHS um, tapes was invented, video cinema was dead. Mm-hmm. DVD came out, Blu-ray, you can watch mm-hmm. it in HD. Cinema died again. Illegal downloading. Um, illegal downloading piracy. Huge cinema one. died. Netflix came. I mean, Netflix has been around for a long time, guys. It's not like an invention yeah. from yesterday. Yeah. Cinema died again. And here we are today, and cinema's still strong mm-hmm. and it's still thriving. I mean, COVID, we'll probably talk about that. There was a little blip in the radar. Yep. Um, what is dead, Goran, and, and, and where the, I agree, the consensus that cinema is dead is the old format of cinema is dead. Right. Yeah. right? We can't offer as an industry the same thing that we've offered for the last 30 years you've got to innovate right you've got to have more comfortable seating you've got to have a more of an experience you've got to have a dying concept you've got to put entertainment on the screen that's not just necessarily about movies but what else can I get so when you offer something to the consumer they will come I'm jumping ahead but will you ever get to the point where you put the New Zealand Warriors on film at oh, Silky Otter. For God's sake, every bloody podcast. <laughs> put something in there about the Warriors. Please, go ahead. When they start winning. No, I'm kidding. Oh! I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you're I'm, kidding I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, so we're actually actively working with a lot of sports broadcasters, cool. um, content creators. That's alternate content. Yep. We do have a flood of requests for sport yeah. from the UFC um, through to the Warriors the rugby um, we've got people wanting to watch reality TV shows um, we've literally had someone hire the cinema for two hours to watch YouTube videos um, wow. so yeah 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 it's, it's, it's an entertainment concept right yeah. so it's whatever you want to do with rights um, holders yep. and content holders is always different licensing yep. um, so you've got to really do it the right way you can't just rock up and be like hey I want to play this thing on the, on the big screen mm-hmm. um, but we're actively working on it right now and we've Secured some of the cool rights for some sporting mm-hmm. events, and we do those events left, right, and center cool. at all of our locations. Mm-hmm. Um, we're working more like the UFC is top of my radar right now. Yeah. Um, I've I've done a personal license screening just in case the UFC is listening. Sorry, Dana White. <laughs> Dana um, White's um, coming I'm, for I'm, you, I'm, buddy. I've done, I've done a few private screenings for me and um, you know close cl- uh, circle networks on yep. the big screen. It's just another experience. Yeah, cool. cool. It's just a whole other experience. Yep. Okay. Man, get uh, Super Bowl, and we'll be uh, talking. Um, <laughs> Can you talk to me about your journey and path to managing director? Uh, well, like I said, I started out um, making popcorn and sweeping the floors. Uh, it's always just been a passion of mine to be in the entertainment industry. I had a whole series of random jobs throughout my, the early stage of my career, just a lot of different skill sets, sales, marketing, everything in between. Um, I got into business with a best friend of mine, basically, Neil. Um, nine years ago now. Um, I was actually in the marketing field, started a marketing agency doing events and activations and things of this nature. Um, Neil and I met at the cinema that I worked at and we always had this vision of like one day building cinemas. Cool, I love it. Um, And so that kind of, we started to then go, oh, let's get back onto the road of building these cinemas and then start defining what the concept could be and what the future of entertainment looks like and what have you. Um, So we started that out in 2017, the concept in 2017 um, and just ran with it since then. Fantastic, love it. Can I just go a bit off topic? Mm-hmm. I know it's not on the run sheet. Um, drive-through cinema, where are they? Why don't we have them? 
they made a huge resurgence during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, obviously, people Social couldn't distancing. be indoors, right? Yeah. Um, so internationally, a lot of the like Australia, America, Canada, many of the territories reinvigorated the drive-in cinema. Drive, yeah, drive-in cinema. Yeah. Um, and it was successful, but it kind of died back down since the pandemic has taken away and honestly i can't answer you that okay. i don't know why whether there's not enough demand new zealand hasn't really been a Definitely, massive yeah, um, space for it but it's just one of those you know micro macroeconomic supply and demand thing if not enough people are coming yeah you can't keep the lights on yeah fair enough talking and, yeah sorry talking about covid like what were what were your biggest um concerns and struggles and challenges through that time oh wow that's uh yeah bums on seats can can, can we stop talking about i feel like we've just got an overcover so i don't want to talk about it ever again there's just a blip in the memory um no i think the biggest thing was the uncertainty of how long um for our industry in particular it wasn't just about that people were locked down it was the product the supply globally studios just went we're not releasing any movies anywhere even if new zealand's all good you know we were in at the end of 2020 if you remember people were at bars people were at restaurants people were doing things but the rest of the world still wasn't there so the studios didn't release any movies and we had a beautiful cinema with no product to play it's like going to a restaurant right a nice fine dining restaurant wanting to have a good meal and they serve you tinned food it's like Mm. it's not why i'm going to a restaurant so and we just had no idea how long is the piece of string when is it going to end when is the content going to be released when are people going to feel confident to come back into a intimate space with people shoulder to shoulder to them um that was the biggest level of concern is well we know we'll get there but how long is it going to take to get there mm-hmm. interesting do, do you show all your films on what is it a projector is that what it's, yeah, yeah. Is so we use laser projection yeah um it's all digital technology now it's not the 35 mil the real real yeah. that's that's when i started out that was fun um so it's all digital technology um we're one of the few that fully embrace laser technology so there's a difference with the projectors we have a lamp source that yeah. Um, the light source goes through the lamp and projects onto the big screen but they fade over time deteriorate you have to replace them and all that whereas with laser you get the brightest crispest and then more importantly in the dark scenes it actually is vivid so if you go to cinemas you sometimes notice that in the dark scenes you can't really make out what's happening mm-hmm. whereas you go watch a movie at Silk Yotto, you'll be able to see or the old school everything. films when they used to use the reels if you look closely the top right corner that dot the blip. Yeah. That, they're changing it right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the reel changing yeah. um, it's a, the liking it with the projection technology it's like if you watch the full HD movie on a on an LCD screen or an LED screen you're like wow this looks really good 1080p it's beautiful yeah. then when you go see an OLED yeah. you're like holy I can't mm. go back to that nah. that's laser that's and too lamp. real for me though mate that's <laughs> too real for me that i can't watch tv like that i like the old i'm so old school like do you play any classical movies on yeah, your yeah, like, like good we, bad we and the just, ugly do you ever um, put any shit like that on there was it last week no a couple of weeks ago we did the rocky horror picture show oh, it was cool. like sold mm, out yeah. people screaming and love it. it you know what it's i'm like. all for that yeah, yeah. so no cool. absolutely we try to engage community audiences on a whole raft of different for whether it's independent mainstream blockbuster classic everything between. i think like what we talked about before around um being a bit of a dying breed i think the experience especially for for the young kids coming up you know taking their child to the movies the first time you know you get the popcorn you get the coke which he's allowed for once a month you get to sit <laughs> down and then don't make noise go to the toilet be quiet so it's funny you say i'll jump in because i know this will be a question that'll come up because it always does so kia what does it mean yeah right and you just touched on the magic word experience awesome. right Fantastic. the way we came up with the brand is that we wanted the brand to be as memorable as the experience right when i say so Kyoto, you don't know what it is but once you've gone to a so Kyoto and experienced oh. it 
you know what a silky otter is immediately, right? It's like Apple and Android, yeah. right? When I say Apple, what do you think of immediately? Granny Smith and Pacific Rose? No, you think of iPhone. <laughs> iPhone straight away. That's what silky otter is okay. in that definition because we're all about experience. Yeah. It's about the moment that you engage with our brand from first to when you walk in the door to when you sit in the seat to when you leave and how we re-engage with you. We want to make that entire experience seamless and comfortable. Cool. I love it. And you're on, you've got a theater in Oraki, is that right? Yeah. Oraki was our first baby. Okay. Um, it's our, it, it is our baby. It's mm-hmm. a little two-screen um, complex. Um, it was our MVP showroom, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, we opened it at the end of 2019. Had we known 2020 was going to pan out the way it was, maybe we'll yep. put it on hold. But no, it's, it's, it's been great. Um, like I said, the community there are fantastic, really supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was where the whole show started. And we've kind of branched around the country since then. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I'm going to go to a Sulky Otter theatre, and what I expect is a really good experience. How cool would it be if it was like a last action hero thing with the gold ticket and the guy comes up through the screen? <laughs> <laughs> that would be mind blowing. So, is this why I'm here? No, He's no, 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 not at all. No. Um, how many people work? In Silk Oh, uh, that's a good question. In the head office team, we've probably got, just off the top of my hand, I think we've got about just under 10 in yep. the head office team. Um, do all the support functions across the group. Uh, Odaki, we're touching on about 12 to 15 on the on the roster. Uh, Christchurch, we've got uh, probably about 35 to 40. Uh, we just opened in Nelson. Yep. We've got about yep. 50, between 50 and 60. Um, so yeah, quite a few jobs. Big, good quite, quite a few people. What are, what are your biggest challenges, like week to week, as as MD staff, right? Um, and you know, you know, everybody's in yep. facing this dilemma right now. Um, so just engaging them, retaining them, keeping them motivated, jazzed, and energized. That's that's a huge focus for us. Culture and yep. happiness at the workplace. Um, so yeah, so that's huge. And and just growth and scale. Like we we're not we're coming in to make an impact and, and do some things um, so it's just always looking at the next opportunity and the next thing and how do we continue to be better and how do we continue to grow my next question where to next what, uh, what are the grand plans down the road um, so we're opening up in Ponsonby Central we haven't actually formally made the oh, announcement but we're opening up like just, okay. in Ponsonby Central okay so you've heard Ponsonby Central has done an extension yep. Yep. have you seen the new when restaurant there's a, big, yep. there's a big hole and now there's a car park yep, yep. so right the first floor above the car park we're putting in a four screen silky otter concept that's by the you guys Sapphire are by the way the room. first Friday, I'm actually talking our Friday to lunch okay. activity can be <laughs> totally. silky otter straight Ponsonby. away Whoa. absolutely I love uh, it. time frame on that uh, TV it's a, by the end of the year let's just put it that way um, Interesting. so we're actively working oh, heavily it. on it um, it's been I mean Ponsonby's been looking for a cinema for I think the last time a cinema's been in Ponsonby was about 65 years ago in the 1950s wow. oh yeah Whoa. so more than yeah um, so you know what Ponsonby Central's like you know what the community here is like yep, it's yep. fantastic um, it's going to be an amazing concept it's silky otter on steroids I don't want to yep. spill the beans too much mm-hmm. but you'll see it when you see it um, and that's that's the next cab off the rank. And the next year, we've got a busy year ahead. We're hitting Queenstown. Um, we're hitting out south Auckland and Takanini. Um, and we're just working on another location down south as well. So there'll hopefully be another three awesome um, bad boys coming around cool. the country. I love it. And the not the dying year. art. No, it's not. I mean, do you mind <laughs> me asking? Um, how much, and you don't have to be as honest down to the numbers or percentage, ticket sales, how much of that do you get to keep? Uh, it's no, it's fine. It's um, it's a percentage basis. Uh, 
per film per studio so right. it's not like one fixed fee okay um, so when you're dealing with a Disney or a Paramount or an independent studio mm-hmm. um, they'll have different terms and so you pay a royalty back to the studio based on the ticket sale so mm-hmm. it can start anywhere up to 60% of the ticket sale mm-hmm. will go back to the studio right. it could be as cheap as 25% of the ticket will go back to the studio right. um, and it'll also depend on how long you're playing the film how much you're supporting it from a marketing perspective so it's a negotiation on every single film for every single studio on every single release it's not a one what's what's cinema like in iraq i moved here i can't tell you i moved here when i was five years old so i didn't get out to the movies much um haven't been back since been a bit of turmoil there if you you haven't kept up with the news i understand Um, so um but in the middle east region like the whole region um dubai saudi arabia there's a massive um, no, I wouldn't even call it a resurgence. It's like a, just a growth yeah. industry. They have been, they've made some really, really cool like world, world cinema flicks. They've been renowned at the Oscars, at you Absolutely. Know, even short films in terms of Absolutely. I love world cinema. There's yeah. been the some, film some industry in the EMEA region, Middle East in particular, is, yeah, it's just going like this at the moment. It's cool. What about the film industry in New Zealand? And are you supporters or of, of local talent and local films? Massive advocates. Mm. Massive advocates. We want to see the New Zealand film industry in category thrive. There's so much great talent here. You look at the likes of some of the big producers and directors that have come from our shores and then blown up internationally. Um, we want to see more of that. We want more Kiwis to support more Kiwi filmmaking. And more importantly, we want more indigenous stories. Mm-hmm. We want more stories about our people, our people represented on the screen, um, watched by our people, and then taking that on the global stage. There's just not enough of it, in my opinion anyway. Um, and we want to do as much as we can to be part of that. Are you part of the New Zealand Film Festival yearly? Uh, yes, we yeah, are. We okay. just had the Dockage festival um play i think the film festival is playing right now and we weren't part of it this time around um we just did the italian so we're all about different content like i say we're not just like hollywood studio yes blockbuster bs Mm -hmm. um but it's always a time and place thing it's like what can you get and the festivals can be quite selective and if they've got one cinema there there's no point putting another cinema there and what have you um but to answer your question isa from a from a film industry perspective new zealand we just feel like is lacking comparative to some of the other markets that have such a strong thriving local Mm. community and local industry we need more of that here cost money does yeah mm. come on government step up <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah that's good um i just wanted to touch up quickly and personally mate name me some of your favorite flicks yep. some favorite top, directors top i want to hear and it doesn't have to be one two through to five that's cool so that's cool high, it could be anything man probably that's some cool. we've never heard of no that's fine i'm uh i'm uh i'm a massive like big name director fan right okay. the tarantino's yep. the nolan's cool. i'm cool. i'm that category cool. right so when you talk about that, I go Wolf of Wall Street. I just recently watched it, like literally last month. That again, that's yep. why it's just front of mind. Um, yep. And Inception, yep. I, I oh. bounce from Wolf of Wall Street to Inception because Leo yep. kind of was yeah. like, oh wait, yeah. I got to see this yeah, now yeah, again. Yeah. Still spinning um, at the end. Yeah. Then I, I truly like immerse myself in those gangster flicks, right? So okay. Training Day yep. with Denzel and American yep. Gangster from Denzel. Yep. Love that kind of stuff. And then I've got a little bit of a random soft spot when it comes to like films like Romeo and Juliet. I've seen that movie about a okay. hundred times and Love i still it. watch it uh, wait there's who a le- there's that? a leo theme here who i keep saying leo that? movies why am i maybe i got a man crush who directed that that um, was the uh, the guy who just did elvis he directed baz. Baz. that's it yeah yeah, yeah baz yeah. lerman have Interest- you seen elvis really no, good. i haven't really good no. you should go go to silk i will <laughs> but i'm watching tenet at the moment yeah what do you think and I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> you need to watch it about half a dozen oh, times my, to start My wife, she's like, 
man, we're like two and a half hours in. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so Tenet, interestingly, was the first major blockbuster release during the global pandemic. Yep. It didn't make the numbers that it was meant to make mm-hmm. because of the environment. Yeah. Um, and they really went out on a limb. They did that, and kudos to them to support the industry just to get people through the door and make sure cinemas didn't shutter and close during that time. Yep. They could have held it back. They could have released it now and made a billion dollars globally. Yep. Um, they fell short and made, I don't know, I think it was like... 500 million or something like that mm-hmm. um, which is just you know, a cheeky 500 just a cheeky 500 um, but you know comparatively that's not good for them yeah. but they did it because 500 mil for the industry at that time was still 500 mil for the industry yeah, at that time yeah. very very critical crazy what's your thoughts on Amazon coming to New Zealand what's my what thoughts on Amazon coming to New Zealand I mean good yeah. I think industry's good I like competition the whole silky otter premise and what we do is by going to some of the regions that we're going into we want to bring a unique experience we want to bring a uh, more modern I, I won't talk about it too much but we want to do stuff that makes everybody else go oh shit we got to get better our game too so when the likes of Amazon and these big guys coming in here and doing the big things right that makes everybody else go hey well we could do that here too let's do some big stuff here too before I throw back to some uh, questions for going to round it out, um, <laughs> yourself and growth, what's your plan going forward? Keep hustling, um, grit, resilience. I mean, last two years has just shown that if you don't give up, you can make it out the other side. I think we're out the other side. <laughs> I guess that's where we are right now. Um, but now that we are out the other side, it's like, okay, where to from here? Let's just keep pushing the boundaries. Yep. I just want to be a disruptor. I just want to do a cool shirt that people are proud of and people like. Um, people like I'm talking about consumers and customers will just get the benefit and joy of as long as I'm doing that until my till I turn fully grey I'm a happy man nice. love it cool mate uh, just quickly before and to round it up um, tell me one thing that you would refuse to share with anyone I can't tell you because I'm going to refuse to share it. <laughs> this is a trick question um, one thing that I would refuse to share um, Fried chicken. Fried chicken. (laughs) Or how about this? If you could make one rule or one law for one day and everyone has to abide by it, what would that be? Compliments. Give each other compliments. That's good. I don't know if I can swear on this thing. But like, I feel like, and I think the last few years has been sort of, you know, a bad skew of it, but I just feel like we don't pat each other on the back. People. Mm. Everybody. And the whole I pat myself all the time. (laughs) Right, but pat pat somebody else on the back. Let them know that they've done a good job, right? right? Because when you're feeding that positive energy, you get in it back. Cool. That's my rule. One last one. Give me five words that describes your daily routine and being a business owner of... uh, Can I do six? Do six. Go. Make sure shit doesn't go wrong. Okay. <laughs> so accurate. So accurate. <laughs> I love that. Where can um, uh, where can the consumer find you? Silkyotter.co.nz. Uh, We're on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, and all that kind of jazz. But jump on our website. You see all the session times. You'll see all the awesome movies that are coming out for the rest of the year. And just come visit. Awesome. Um, to all the Beyond the Field listeners, Money Empire will be at Ponsonby central silky otter when it opens we will have a friday lunch out and come and support the crew but to ahmed awesome having you here today i love your passion love your insight and uh thanks for being a guest on beyond the field podcast great to meet you both thank you so much thanks for listening to beyond the field if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast please share it with your mates or leave a rating and review to catch all the latest you can follow us on instagram at beyond the field podcast 
or send us an email at info at beyondthefield.co.nz. Thanks again and we'll see you all next time.